humans in dirty-ish, Matt Peak. How are you, my friend? Oh, McCredden, I'm I'm really good. I I've, I actually this week remember episode I think it was one or two. You you brought up Chappelle Corby on SAS yeah. Australia. Oh, uh, yeah, did you check this that out? This is the this is it's the greatest show on Australian television right now. <laughs> did you watch it? I saw the first episode. I saw the majority of the first episode. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, and and Ch- Chappelle. I mean. If you think things can take a turn for the worse on on this podcast, <laughs> when when she admitted to the SAS guys that she had hallucinations of of eating her father's flesh, that <laughs> that just took it to another level. What, what what did you feel when she admitted to those things? Did you catch that? No, I didn't catch that bit. And I'm, oh my I'm god! Disappointed that I switched off. Um, I actually switched off around the time she was sitting in front of those guys, and and they were. Looking through her, her backstory because I just I, I was a bit over it. I'm just like I don't want to hear this again. I feel like it'll be a bit of a setup thing, but yeah, maybe I should have watched on. Damn. Oh fuck, man, this show is legit. And look, Chappelle, <laughs> Chappelle is out. And but what a what a the two episodes she was on, it was unbelievable. From yeah. from you know talking about hallucinations in Bali of eating her father, and then <laughs> then just every time she was challenged, she would just bring it back to the to her being in jail and like we get it yeah. Chappelle so <laughs> yeah. what you know yeah. but yeah good, good shout and on ep one or two whenever it was because it really yeah. paid off thank you okay good no pleasure absolute pleasure <laughs> uh, um welcome everyone welcome to humans in 30-ish this is episode eight Matt so mm. we're chugging through mm. it and it's it's getting I just feel like it's uh it's just gaining momentum it's getting a lot each episode's so much fun and, and full of the yeah. unknown and um, for anyone who's tuning in for the first time uh, in this series we Matt and I each bring a couple of topics that we throw out there to each other and just to break down and pull them apart and see where they go and it's fair to say you know there's been some loose stuff there's been some surprising stuff there's been some metaphysical yeah yep yeah mm. calling some shots early like the Chappelle call so you know all that mm. sort of stuff there's no limits and and that's that's another Key factor in this, there's no real, uh, <laughs> there's no real sort of direction it has to go. We just let it go. We're explorers. We're explorers of the everyday. Yeah. Thank you, explorers of the everyday. I'm going to get t-shirts made up of that tomorrow. But Matt, I'm yeah. handing over to you. You are kicking oh. things off tonight, so go for it. Yeah, yeah. No, uh, th- thanks. I, I actually wanted to start with the concept of. I guess it's a domestic one of of the word or concept of handyman. Mm. Now, as as a male, um, you know, with a with a family, um, I, the term handyman, I believe, has changed uh, subconsciously. I believe, and I think it needs to be brought to to the conscious, because okay. I can admit to you. And look, I assume you're, you know, you've got the farm and. You've got your various utility vehicles. You you seem like a, a handy man, <laughs> but I am I'm not a handy man at all. And I think in my twenties that was probably like a a pride thing that that I didn't know how to deal with. But actually, uh, my partner Anna, she is a really handy woman when it mm. comes to fixing things around the house. But so much so, she's really passionate about it. And I'm I've reached a point in my life where I'm accepting for if, if she wants to get after some, some you know, miss, Mrs. Fix-It tasks out in the backyard or around the house, um, I'm totally cool with that. 
And I think it, it's also, it signifies a key moment in, in our society that women are actually extremely handy when it comes to fixing things, doing what are typically known as, you know, oh, tasks men should do around the house. Because mm. Anna is an absolute gun at it, but she's passionate about it, mm. right? And I just wanted to drop that on you and see what you felt about that, about that handyman stigma that, that yeah. you know, I, I want to shed. Well, tradition, yeah, traditionally it's been a very male, um, a, a word that's been slapped on males um, pretty much, much exclusively. And you're absolutely right. And I feel like the... The females that are very good at this stuff get maybe labelled as crafty instead of. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like it's a real, and it's really, it's not fair at all. So I'm a hundred percent with you. This is, uh, this is a time of change, and um, yeah, I, I think there'd be a lot of cases where the the handy person is not the traditional, um, you know, father. Well, it's the same in even just in. You know who, who's the the main money earner in the family? Sometimes you know that totally that's changed. Like you know, there's so many um, families where it's the wife that's the you know the the one that brings in the the dough and the you know all that. So yeah. so that that all com, you know wraps around what you're saying there, and I think it's a great point. Um, and I, I will think, say too, yeah. um, you know, mm-hmm. just to just to clarify, I'm so uh, you know, and I guess. Yeah, the look of where I live and maybe what I do would suggest that I'm pretty handy. Get it? No, not at all. <laughs> oh, good, good. Okay, so it's just a facade. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but I love that you think I am because that makes me feel like yeah, yeah. I just yeah. Yeah, I built this place. Yeah, yeah no probs. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's um. I, I and going back to in in my twenties, you know, if if there was a another guy or say um. An, an older man and they just knew what they're doing. I, mm. I just didn't know how to fit in. I was just, oh, yeah, yeah, uh, Phillips head, just standard, standard Phillips head for that. Yeah. yeah. Or, um, yeah, I just sort of nod and cross my arms, but I really have nothing to offer. No. And, and even now <laughs> with with my partner, if, if you want me to lift something that's that's a little bit heavy, I can move it to A to B. Um, I, you know, I can hold a ladder, but, you know, if, if – other than that, like I, I, she is the leader in in that realm. You can, you would be able to put together a flat packed sort of arrangement from IKEA, though, wouldn't you? Oh yeah, yeah. But I'm, yeah. I'm talking about just you know general, yeah, just yeah. a passion to fix things. Yeah, yeah. No, and and, and she, she has that. Yeah, and and like you, growing up, one thing I always thought um, was that because I have two or three mates who are just, you know, they can just fix anything, they can build anything, they can, whether it come, mm. whether whether it's cars or sort of, you know, sort of around the house or whatever it is, they're just, they've just got it and they just know, you know, how it all works and that I never did and I always used to think that was something I wish I had. I wish I was able to walk up to a, a car engine and just do something. Um, my father-in-law is the is the ultimate handyman, to use that phrase. Like he, he did build his house. He puts together cars and tractors and anything you throw at him, he will be able to do. And I am so jealous of that skill, that skill set. Yeah, see, I'm not. I'm not. I've let go. I've, I've shed that skin. <laughs> mm. Like uh, my, my partner's father is exactly like that, a, a master builder, master gardener, like elite, absolute yeah. genius. And, and she has inherited that. But you know what? I'm, I'm absolutely cool with that. If you want if, – if you want – my services, if you want emotional renovations, come to me. <laughs> if I'm talking about emotions and painting feelings or whatever renovations need to happen 
<laughs> like within the human, that's yeah. cool. But and but it's also letting go of that expectation because her uh, Anna's friends, her male friends, are like the expendables of carpenters. There's like five or six of them, <laughs> and like, and I, that's cool with me. Like if there's a big project at our place. Mate, I'll, I'll fucking sit and watch the UFC all day, and those guys can get after it with her in the backyard. I'm not, I'm not jealous at all. I'm not worried about that at all. And and I think, I think the handy woman, the handy man, whatever it is, it's about passion for the task of fixing it, not not the stereotype or the expectation. And that comes back to other things like mm. women sewing. It's just expected, but maybe a man could sew. You know what mm. I'm saying? I do. And, know and I said, you know, I'm, I'm sort of feeling that vibe right now. And, and, and like your point on, on income or I just think it's some people have better dexterity than others. And, and whether you're male or female, I don't think it matters. Yeah, good. Yeah, no, you're yeah. right. Yeah, I like that. I like that. That's a good start. That's a good start, you know. I th- yeah, I think people can relate to it in I a way. I think so. Totally. Yeah. Totally. Times are changing. Labels are changing. Labels need to be completely revamped or gotten rid of altogether. So this is this is a yeah, good, good area you're in. Good area you're good. in. Good. Um, good. I'm going to uh, mix it up a little bit and but but keep it on the domestic level to a degree, um, but probably more a, a local scene. And it's a and it's a it's something that I just want to put out there. Active wear. Now, oh the, wow! The, the thing. With active wear, and my message is, oh, the active wear itself mm. doesn't make you fit. Mm. Do you mm. know? What, do you know where I'm co- going with this? The, the, the active wear isn't a piece of equipment for a fitness club that you just use, and it helps make you fit. It's yeah. it's fashion. Do Do you think it's look? I I sort of had an issue with with active wear before the pandemic when it was sort of worn too regularly. But but I, I understand now, you know, around the house when we're in lockdown, active wear is kind of a go-to. Mm. Yeah, sure. No, no, that's fine. That's fine. I think it's the, yeah, it's probably the, I'm probably pre-pandemic. So it's the, it's the you know, going, just doing grocery shopping or going to, have a coffee with your friends or a you know maybe even go and sit and watch a movie or something it's 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 the use of it i feel like it's almost a, is it it's almost maybe a bit of a front saying hey i'm absolutely in my fitness regime and zone right now um mm. and yet i'm yet i'm not doing anything but i'm wearing this so surely that gives me the ability to be fit and healthy it doesn't work that way i've heard people in the workplace that come into work, um, you know, in the gear and and to and from work, and know for a fact that they're not doing any sort of exercise or, or fitness regime. But I've physically heard them say, "Oh, I'm you know having a bit of a fitness kick at the moment." You go, but but you're not. You're just wearing clothes that people wear. You know, I liken it to sort of fishing. You can have all the yeah. best fishing gear in the world. But it doesn't mean you're going to catch a marlin on the weekend. Oh yeah, I, I know what you mean. It's, I, I think it's different for men and women, right? So yeah. So let's say you you you're just going to the shops to do a shop. I can understand that you would put on the 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 leggings because you know it, it keeps everything in and it's it's quite comfortable <laughs> rather than 
you know, having to get dressed up and putting on an outfit. I think there is that unfair expectation on women that the outfit when you go out needs to be, you know, there's a li- little bit more pressure on the woman to have an outfit than the male. And, oh, and that's where I think active wear may just make women feel a little bit more comfortable when they hit the street or hit the shops for day-to-day tasks. Mm. That, that's sort of what, what how I, I, I okay. was, I had an issue with it until a mate explained that, hey, my partner wears it. She feels comfortable in it because it, you know, it does compress. It does bring things in. Whereas a sloppy yeah. jalopy track pant yeah. or, or is, is, is you don't feel, feel good and secure about that. But then to, to go a step further with jeans, you got to match that with the top and all mm. this stuff. But, but almost the active where I, I, and I'm just, I don't, I'm not a woman, but mm. That, that, that statement is like, okay, I don't care about, I'm just doing this, this day-to-day thing. I, I, but I do understand yeah. that. Well, well it, I'll, ta- yeah. I'll, I'll you give go. you the reason for my trigger and, and it's the contradiction that led me to this point or witnessing a contradiction that led me to this bringing it up is um, a couple of days ago just driving down the road and um, witnessing a person in all the active wear, wear going for a walk with a cigarette. Oh, and, it, and I kind of just think it doesn't. One doesn't cancel out the other just because you look like you bit of Kathy the, Kim action. Yeah, in the yeah, <laughs> in yeah. the mood. I don't. It just. I mean, walking with a cigarette, you know, exercising with it just cancels each other out. So just choose one and embrace it. Uh, well, I, I guess there's a difference. So you've got male active wear and female active wear. Mm. But the, 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 the male active wear, if you, if you don't have a short or something over those, those leggings, you know, you've got a problem. It's like those mammals, you know, the cyclists that clomp into the cafes pre-pandemic, you know, on the, with their, their little balls and cocks just in your face when you're having your, your long black and you see a short, a short white, you know. But, yeah, yeah. But I, I would much rather see a woman, um, this is personal preference, in the, the, the active wear, which is, again, like the lingerie, it's an evolving industry. There's better yeah. materials. There's more complementary uh, designs. There's pockets uh, I see in, these, in the leggings these days. Mm. I, I think um, if, if it, you know, there's great colours. There's great colour palettes. So, yeah. look, I, I'm probably not as negative okay. as, well, as, what, as what you are because there's yeah. all shapes, shapes and sizes, but yep. the, those compression, they do make, make you feel nice and tight and and robust. Yeah. Well, yeah. And look, the last last little point, I suppose, is that and I was going to raise it. You've got a strong marketing background, Matt. Is is the active wear one of the greatest marketing achievements uh, Brilliant. of all time? Genius. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing stuff. So hats off to the creators, uh, to the consumers. Not sure. Well, I actually semi know the 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 found. I don't know. I've never met him, but through various channels. The, the dude who started Two Times You, who's mm. made millions, he started in Mitch Dowd, this guy called Clive, and he just saw, um, a, like we were talking about, that that gap in the market yep. for taking that high-end athlete. Kathy Freeman in the 2000 Olympics, she wore a whole compression suit, mm. right? So people aren't getting around in the whole suit, but you take that concept day to day and you find yourself a, a market. So mm. it's bloody huge and there's so Passive. many brands. Yeah, yeah. You know... Yeah. Good. It's it's interesting because it's a it's a really good segue to to the topic. This is the randomness of this show yeah. that 
there can be crossover, but there can be complementary subjects. And I think out of all eight episodes, this is the best lead-in okay. to my topic, which is Insta fitness couples. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That is a good lead-in, actually. Good segue. It is. Yeah. It is. Yeah. Now, I can, can I, I'm going to be honest. I'm a bit of a I'm a bit of an ass man. Okay. <laughs> now, now Instagram has got to know me over the years, and there's some there's some thirst traps out there for for a man like me. I don't know how they do it. The the, the algorithm has spotted. So maybe I was looking up lingerie or something. Not 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 male lingerie. That's a different project of mine. But you know, lingerie for for you know for the dull or domestic purposes. Mm-hmm. But I, I had stumbled across Insta fitness couples and I started to sort of do a bit of a deep dive, not in a perverted way, <laughs> but I noticed there are so many Insta fitness couples who are nobodies, who have mm. half a million, a million followers and they're just exercising. <laughs> yeah, then they're, 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 they're promoting the, the leggings of which you speak. Mm. But I actually looked at it. It is like the, it's almost like the laziest form of making an income is these unprofessional fitness people who have great bodies, mind you, they do. Mm. But it's like the, the famous Kenny Powers quote, right? I play real sports, you know. Um, I'm not trying to be the best at, at exercising. That's Kenny Powers' quote from um, Eastbound and Down. So I have a real gripe with fitness couples because... All they're doing, so the, the male, great body, but they'll, there's a lot of photos on there where they'll show off their abs and their arms and, and the female will be mainly butt exercises, just, you know, focusing on the ass and the exercise, then there's a shot of the butt, then there's exercise and a shot of the butt. Then like every 20, 20 shots or so on Instagram, it's like a tribute to, the, to their partner. It's like, oh, love heart, this guy, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And I, I'm just wondering, it seems like some sort of, bizarre mating ritual where they're, they're putting it out their bodies out there but they're yeah. a couple but then it's like a, a continuous mating backup plan yeah so what i mean what's is what are they are they selling are they selling a product are they selling a service what are these people doing really. they just, no they're just it's just like a they're doing it for the sake of it look eventually they may pick up some sponsorships but it's it's all of all it is is fitness couple. Mm. They're just showing different exercises. Yeah. But it's not really focused on health or well being. It's just uh, like, here's my butt. Here's yeah. a way to get a a, a, a juicy butt. Or it, you know, it's it's more it's it's very superficial yep. for the guy and the girl. And yep. I started to think about the mentality behind it. It it's and that's where I think Instagram is like this sort of quasi mating ritual of backup plans where if it goes awry, maybe Kanye or a Kim would come along and hit me in the DMs and I can just leave this joker for someone who's got re- a real amount of money. Yeah, right. Think yeah. about think about pre-internet, um, uh, social media and phone, right? Mm. Uh, say that couple, they go on a, a honeymoon to, say, Fiji and, they're at, and they, they go and get their whole role developed at Kodak and they take it to the to their family Christmas and show the photos to grandma. So the the whole photo, the whole notion of the photo has been cheapened. So in the el- in the <laughs> album, it's like, oh, hey, grandma, this is shot on a, a photo of our holiday. Oh, here's a shot of my butt. 
Oh, here's another shot of my butt. Yeah. Oh, here's another angle. Oh, no, here's a shot of my... Oh, no, that's just a shot of me and, me and Ren. <laughs> oh, no, here's another shot of my butt. And here's Ren with his abs and his muscles. Yeah. And it's just all individual shots in this album and they're never together and it's never wholesome. Mm, interesting. And I just... Yeah, I, I see it that like every, you know, fitness Insta couple, it's just the same. Yeah. The other thing with that I would say, and and this is, I'm just floating this out there, so let me know what your thoughts are, but of the, let's call it a, let's call it a, call it a 500,000 follow, followers, you know, ha, what percentage is actually interested in the male <laughs> out of these followers, yeah. you know, yeah. who's driving exactly. it, you know. Um, exactly. It's those thirst traps that get the likes. Yeah. But yeah. If, if you think about it, it's just in, it's, it's half the, the, the exercise and then it's half just, just the, the booty shot or the mm. ab shot. Mm. Now, there's, there's only one reason you're showing that. I believe that's a backup plan. Wow. That is interesting. Well, that we're mating. We're creatures who mate, right? Yeah. So subconsciously you're putting it out there. So, again... The, you know, the booty shot you speak of is from the female predominantly. So the backup plan, is it the female most cases with his backup plan and the and the, the dumb exactly. males, the dumb males are just going along with it going, yeah, this is awesome, we've got so many followers, but hasn't sat back and thought, no. why are we doing this? No, exactly. And then before you know it, Leonardo DiCaprio's dropped into Byron Bay and thought, hey, you going, I've seen you. I've seen your booty. Yeah. And then old yeah. mate who's in yeah. it as well, but he's only got the abs and no one cares about yeah. abs. Because if you're an ass man like me, <laughs> you know, it's, wow. you know. And before you know it, his abs, they're gone because he he's, he's partner's well, he's left him for Leo. He's stacked on weight. He's, he's hitting up burger shops most weekends because that's, you know, he's feeling sorry for himself. Tries to yeah. get his own channel going to see if he can replicate that 500,000 following. Um, he's got no skills. He's got nothing and realises no, what's just no. happened in the last, you know, 18 months to two years right before his eyes and just, just you know, the, the, it just drops on him and he thinks, fuck, that's what happened. Bang. Life changed forever. You've just absolutely nailed what, I, what I'm saying. <laughs> And in five or ten years, we're going to see a lot of those, probably like, you know, Ray Finkel in mental institutions from Ace Ventura. There's going to be these Insta fitness dudes who are just yeah. broken and yeah. spat out of the business. I mean, are the Insta fitness couples really in love? You know? No, that's my point. That's the point, yeah. So maybe 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 once, you know, they separate for when they upgrade because they're looking for upgrades maybe, you know. Um, I believe they are. They won't care because uh, it's not real. It's false. Yeah, because you, you've got the OnlyFans stuff, which is like the porn, right? And I get that. You, people pay you to be the only fan on Insta pages and you get to see a bit of a show. I, you know, that's like the traditional industry of porn or prostitution or whatever. Mm. But with this, it's so like a middle ground of not porn but really not wholesome well-being. It's just mm. these people in the middle who are just after gratification mm. but i think they're waiting for someone of note to hit their dms and they've only got a window of maybe 10 years well that's until I, I, it all falls yeah. apart and i reckon even sooner i reckon that 10 years has been generous but yeah i reckon people are yeah people are onto it yeah yeah well done jeez you know just when i think where could this podcast go next bang mm. 
there. You hit that. Well, That's magnificent. You, you opened it up with the with the activewear. Yeah. And then it led in beautifully to that. So I want to see what, what are you bringing this home with tonight, Luke McCredden? I'm just quickly trying to find a segue. I don't think I can do it. I don't think I can. So I'm not going to try and push it. Um, speaking of pushing, see what I did? There you go. Shopping trolleys. I'm going to just dumb things down a little bit. I mean, that was a great chat we had from you, so I don't want to take anything away from that. But I just want to raise shopping trolleys as a topic. Um, but but specifically, um, the idea that that one must feed a coin in to get the shopping trolley out of the group of shopping trolleys to then use the shopping trolley. I Once again, and I know I've brought up oh. things in the past where I say it's time to move on. You know, Jars was one a few episodes ago and it – this is another one that it's time to move on. Now, if I can break down and sort of strip it back a bit for you, Matt, um, the idea around this um, this 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 thing where you they were lockable. So once all the trolleys are stacked up at the supermarket, they were locked, and you just use a coin, which is fine, and it pops your trolley free. And and at the end, it's like a deposit basically, because at the end you yeah, put your trolley yeah. back, you get your coin back, no dramas. Um, and and this was, I think. The majority of this was based on the fact that shopping trolleys were going missing um, a lot. Yeah. You know, people were stealing yeah. them. I mean, who hasn't ridden down a steep hill in a shopping trolley? Am I right? Well, I haven't, but I have seen okay. them like, you know, like mob hits <laughs> just on the side of the road. Oh, yeah. 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 I mean, yeah. the Yarra, I mean, would house yeah. thousands, tens of thousands of trolleys each year. Um, mm. And they and I did look into it, and they do cost sort of up, you know, on average around $100, $150. Um, each, yeah. which is significant, yeah. but when you start adding the the baby capsule bit to it, they're up up around six hundred dollars. Yeah. Some of these, things. oh, there's some it's serious fabrication in uh, some serious compound metals there. Oh, yeah. mate, and so I get it. All right, I get that. But then we've gotten to the point now where it's a it's becoming a bit of a burden for uh-huh, for a few uh-huh. reasons, right? COVID. One is, COVID? Well, yeah. One is mm. um, no one carries coins around. No. Another one is the supermarkets, and this isn't new, they've done this for a while, sell little tokens now that you put on your key ring, on your car keys, that just are like a key to just pop your trolley out. So the idea of that, you know needing to put your trolley back to get your coin back is redundant because you don't even need to anymore because you've got this little key, master key to pop out your trolley wherever you want. You don't even have to put it back to get your key back. Wait, right. so they give you a key? You buy a key? You can buy it or you get, or some of them give them to you, yeah. So and then you've got to return the key? No, no, this is something that you've got permanently. You put it on your car keys and it's yours forever. Okay. But so you, the, that, you can still steal the trolley though if you've got That's what I'm saying. Key. So the coin All thing right. has become re- redundant. So they've kind of... So they've kind of they've kind of ruined it for themselves in that they're now giving us this mask skeleton key, so to speak, that allows us to take trolleys whenever we want and not have to return them. So any, anyway, so that's that. Um, but the you know you, you mentioned the pandemic. One of the points was you know we're encouraged not to use cash and that sort of thing at the moment. So the coin is sort of part of that. Touch it, you know the the whole you know putting the coin in and, and carrying cash. Like I just think. Um, yeah, it's it's just a time now where it's where everyone's over it, and it's not essential anymore. It's not a it's not a thing that's like I'm not saying that trolleys aren't still aren't getting ridden down steep roads. Um, I'm sure they are across the country, but it's becoming annoying now. Is my point? 
I, I, I agree with you. I, I think the, the, the coin thing was like Blu-ray. You know, it's like we discussed last week. It, it, the, that coin is an absolute fucking pain in the ass. Yeah. To, because when you don't have a coin, even when you do, you, you pop it in, it's, it's, you know, it's awkward to get out yeah. and then you've got you to desperately to get that $1 back, you feel like you're like you're a real cheapskate because you're just <laughs> in front of hundreds of people just forcing a trolley back in. Yeah. And I, I would I would deliberately carry maybe two or three of those green or red baskets just to avoid <laughs> and I'd, a trolley. Yeah. And then that would be another story altogether. But I did have a question. Do you remember Trolley Man? Trolley Man? The hero that took out the terrace with the trolley? No, I don't you don't remember I, Trolley Man? I don't think so. No. Oh, he, 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 came up, he came after Egg Boy. I think it was a year or two ago. Trolley Man uh, rammed a terrace wielding yeah. a knife. No, Trolley Man rammed a terrace wielding a knife with the trolley. I wonder if he had to use a coin to get that trolley because maybe he still saved the day, but maybe that's what maybe he could have saved more lives if he didn't have to, to use the coin system. Yeah. Yeah. Or it could have been a good example of a, of a, of a, you know, a stray trolley that he'd grabbed on the run, but in hindsight, if he had to have used the coin, disaster. Ab- yeah, that's a that's a good way of looking at it. I you think, know. yeah, more yeah. more more free trolleys could yeah. mean better outcomes. Yeah, and it's not, and and I and I don't think anyone's got an issue with the coin situation, and you know, as in the financial deposit that you're using. It's not nothing no. about that at all. It's no. the it's about the ease of. You know, and and especially at the moment, we're trying to be slick in and out. We don't want to be mucking around. And at the moment, if you like, and it happened to me the other day, and I did need a trolley because I know I needed quite a few things, and they were bulky, you know, nappies and all that sort of stuff, and didn't have a coin at all, and had to ask someone. And then, so that probably took up five to seven minutes of doing that because there were people everywhere to wait for. You know, there's five or six, seven minutes that I could have been out of there, and, and yeah. you know, out but- of danger. These days, you know, like you go to fucking Coles or Woolworths and it's like the gulags. Like they, there's so many security guards and people mm. watching you. You know, you've got to file through this door and then you've got to exit mm. through that door. You've got to counting, you know, they're spray, counting you in. spray yourself with, yeah. with, with the sanitizations and you get your ushy rations, you get your yeah. ushies and then you've got to get out of there. It's like the gulags. In, yeah. So I'm surely now they can keep monitoring the tro- trolleys like they're monitoring COVID. There you go. There you go. So keep those people employed, maybe, is what we're saying here. Um, keep for, them there. For once everything settles down a bit, keep them there. They yeah. can be in charge of the trolley situation. Perfect. But done. I think we've just solved it. I think so. I think there's some behaviours that that can carry on post-vaccination mm. that will, will lead to better outcomes in society. Yep. But it's just important that those people doing that don't get ahead of themselves like they would in, in the Stalin era. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we don't want people getting, you know, assaulted for not putting the trolley in the right spot. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. no power trips. But look, great, great point. I, the the coin in in the in the trolley was something that um, has been a, a gripe of mine that I never really was able to address, and mm. I'm really glad we've we've addressed it, like many other things on on this show. Do you think um, maybe in future it it, it might have sort of developed a new saying for, for moving forward. Like, you know, that that is a real coin in my trolley. You know, like saying that was a, that's a pain yeah. in the ass. That's a real coin yeah. in my trolley. Look, I, 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 it has a ring to it. Um, 
<laughs> it's hard to know where these sayings come from. We spoke about those sayings yeah. a couple of episodes ago, so the context has to be right, but I think it it has a sentiment to it that, that could take off. So, again, innovative. I like it, Luke. <laughs> what ah, the show's all about. Well, that's good. Well, thanks, Matt. Um, I've had a ball tonight. I've learned some stuff, um, and I hope the listeners can take something away from this. And, um, you know, maybe we can need to start a movement with the trolley thing, but I'm not going to get caught up on that. I've got to move on. Um, but, no, that's great. Excellent job. Yeah, so- and look, I- I'm, I'm all for fitness too. I'm all for health. Mm. You know, we spoke about leggings. We spoke about yeah. fitness. But, you know, let's, let's just get a balance here. <laughs> let's get a balance. Nothing balances things out like the sound of this. Mm. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Cheers. I wonder what else you could put in a trolley. Stubby holders? I don't know. Yeah. Drunken shopping. Maybe a little hot plate to cook while you're going down the aisle. <laughs>